Hey everybody, welcome back to the Vorloff Hour, the Iowa Brewers Guild official podcast. Today we're in Huxley, Iowa with Susan of Fenceline Beer Lab. Hey, hey. How are you, Susan? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I got a glass of your hazy. Yeah. Outstanding in their field. Tell me about it. It is probably my 15th, 16th iteration of a hazy. Just kind of keep tweaking the grain bill, tweaking the hops. Um, landed on this one and pretty pleased with it. It's been, uh, I brewed it three times now, so I'm pretty pleased. Happy. I'm pleased with it. Jack's here too. Hey everybody, it's me. I'm here too. I'm also enjoying the same uh, the same beer. I do. I also have a question about it. Sure. Are you changing the name every single time you brew it, or? Yes, up until this point. Oh. So okay. it was it was a lot of different things before that. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. It's you, good. Do you want to tell everyone about our fourth person too? Nathan's or, here. Yeah, Nathan's here. Hello, everyone. We made the trek together. We carpooled. Yes, we got on my little focus, <laughs> and we made it. That's it. I thought I was going to have something a little more. <laughs> wow. That the, was exciting. Yeah, there's. it was not that exciting of a car ride. We just stopped at a Casey's and ate some food, but that's neither here nor there. But we're, we're here. We're into it. We're in your house, Susan. We're drinking your beer. You gave us a small tour of your brew house, yes. which was fun. Like I was saying before, I love to see everyone's brew house. I like to see how everything operates. And here we are. Now we're in front of the mics. Behind the mics? We're around the mics? We are around the mics, amongst. yes. Amongst. <laughs> amongst mics. Let's go. Uh, so let's just start from the beginning. How'd you get into brewing? Ooh. Uh, so I met my husband, Jonathan, uh, who is also brewer, co-owner, uh, in college at Virginia Tech. He, well, we met and he was also in landscape architecture with me. We then both changed majors. I changed to architecture. He changed to biochemistry. And one of the clubs of biochemistry students was homebrew club. Oh, all right. Of course. Because what's better than when you're 18, 19 in college, you can't buy beer, but you can buy the ingredients for beer. Absolutely. Uh, so then it just became something that we really enjoyed doing together. Um, We've lived in a lot of places. We moved from Virginia Tech to Purdue to Utah State. He got his first job out of college um, in Toledo, Ohio, and had a brief stint in Maine, moved back to Toledo, and then about 10 years ago, we moved to Iowa. Um, so loved to travel a lot, obviously lived in a lot of places, kind of gathered up ideas all along the way for places to open, ideas to follow um yeah it was just a long long journey now was the goal always to find a place you could open a brewery or what brought you to iowa specifically somebody got it one of you two got a job and jonathan got a job okay yeah so that's what brought us here and um it was kind of always in the back of our head hey wouldn't that be cool if when we opened a brewery we could do that or what if we did that if we ever opened brewery um and so once we kind of landed in Toledo after school, um, I became a graphic and web designer. Oh. Just freelance so I could stay at home with our son. And, you know, 
kids grow up and he started not to need me as much at home anymore. And so I was like, all right, what do I want to be when I grow up? And it's like, well, maybe it's time. So we started really looking at it, thinking about it and started looking at properties. At the time we were living in Ankeny. Um, but we knew we didn't want to be there because at the time they were pretty full. Um, and it was too big of a place for us. We wanted to be in a small town because I think every little small town needs a brewery. Kind of the agreed. Kind of replacing the old corner bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But family friendly. Like we we have kids in here all the time. Um, not drinking, of course. <laughs> um, but we we wanted to be that family place um, with really good beer. Um, and so Huxley popped up for us and started looking at it. We thought it was a great location between halfway between Ames and Ankeny, half a block north of a bike trail. Um, you know, all that sorts helps. of good, good requirements there met. Um, so yeah, so we bought the building in November of 2017 and then took two years completely gutting the place and, um, just renovating it all nights and weekends, pretty much on our own. Did you um, guys, yeah. Did you guys do did, a lot of that work yourself? We did most of the work. We did not do any of the major plumbing, electrical or furnace stuff, but, um, all the floors, all the walls, wow. all wow. the, all the substructures. Um, we did everything. Uh, yeah. Now did the son that you talked about not needing your help anymore. We watched walk out of here of a ripe young age of 22. You said 22. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Now you need his help. Did he yes. help with it as well? He did not do so much in the reconstruction phase. Cause at that time he was in high school. Um, and then when we opened, he was college age. Um, but now he is our seltzer brewer. Um, so we, we, I guess about a year and a half ago decided, Hey, let's, let's jump on that too. And, uh, I knew I, I didn't have the time to dedicate that headspace to. So mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, Henry, what do you, what do you think about this? He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. And That's he, awesome. he jumped right in and he started, you know, trying to figure it out. And he, he taught himself how to, how to brew seltzer and, um, oh wow, yeah. With a bit of help, I assume. With a bit of help, yeah. 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 You can't start alone. That's definitely. True. You have two people that you can definitely look to for some advice. That's fair. Yes. About brewing he, he science. Did. Yes. Amazing. And you guys also do a lot of food. We do. So that was also an important thing for us um, on a number of levels. The town of Huxley at the time did not have really much other venues to go eat. Um, we had a Mexican restaurant. Um, we have the country club, which is open to the public, um, but they have limited hours, obviously, because they're a country club. Mm. Um, and we had two Casey's and a subway and that was it in town of, at the, again, at the time, 4,000 people. And so oh, wow. that, that's a lot of people for not a lot of places to eat. And so we knew, and no bars either. Sure. Um, yeah. So we knew. Oh, there's no bars up here? No. Oh, that does shock me a little. Bit. Well, now Flight Flight Bar and Grill opened in, um, I guess February of this year, mm. so they're fairly new. Um, but we're like, we can't just open a brewery and expect Huxley to come, yeah, because um, that's, I don't know. It, it, I thought it would be a hard ask. So we're like, we have to do food. And so when we were traveling around when Henry was young we always wanted to go to brew pubs because mm -hmm. we knew he would be allowed in. Yeah. And so again, we, 
we wanted to we wanted to keep it open to families and mm-hmm. and welcoming to them and and offer you know hey if you're not going to drink beer have a great have a great cup of brussels sprouts or something so or some lobster mac and cheese oh, i only wish i was if, here last week only if you got here super early that oh really sold out quick i told you I, you were right. You were right. I was wrong. Jack only mentioned it six times on the way up here. Yeah, I was like, I wish this was last week so yeah. I could get in on that. But uh, wow. not the case. Not the case. No. You. So, yeah, we do a different food special every weekend. Um, and that actually started in COVID um, just to kind of keep people coming back um, and keep them interested. You know, we a lot of our, our concept is... Um, you know, we like to explore with a palate. And so we'd like to bring in different nationality foods and, and things like mm-hmm. that. So again, during COVID, we would have something different for some for everybody every week. Yeah. And um so they could explore. I know it's without probably, leaving home. It's probably a tired topic at this point for you, but like what so you opened just well, not just before, but like basically right before the pandemic started. How how did you keep the community engaged or did you find a hard time getting the community engaged and supporting you guys or So there were a lot of different kind of ups and downs in that whole nine months of the major shutdown. Um so yeah, we we started our soft opens end of nineteen, full grand open January twenty twenty. So we had, you know, two and a half, three months of of trying to get the community to know us. You know, we didn't know what was coming, obviously. But um, once we got shut down, we didn't have a canner. Um, canning was not in our even, like, three-year business plan. And so at the very beginning, we were taking kegs out to Brightside. They would can them up for us, and we'd bring oh, them back wow. and sell them in-house. Um, so that got us through the six weeks that our canner was on back order. As um, everybody's was. Yep. And so then at the end of April, we started canning and just doing to-goes, um, beer only. At the end of May, we're like, okay, this is probably going to go on for a little bit. So we started to-go food, but just like two weekend specials. Sure. And that was it. Like not- Not a full menu. Not a full menu. Yeah. Like this is what you're going to get this week. Come get it if you want. Um, and then in June, we were allowed to open up in-house obviously 25% capacity, whatever all that was. Um, and so then we expanded the food menu a little bit, but kept the weekend specials. Um, yeah, we just kept trying to keep it fresh. I was, I was brewing all the time and canning most of it. And, um, I, the hardest month for us was September of 2020. Cause really? that was, that was the, well, six weeks. Um, that was when the six counties were shut down selectively. Oh, yep, yep. And then the last two weeks of that was just Story County and Johnson County, where Iowa State <sighs> and Iowa are. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're two miles from Polk County. So where's everybody going to go? Right. Like, we're back to, to can to go yep. here and nothing else. And, yeah, that was that was the darkest part. Um, and, of course, that followed on the heels of the Drake Show. So it was... Just a good string of luck right there. Yeah. You've seen, you could call it that. You seem to come out on the positive side of everything, though. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad that's over. But Now that, now that you've had built a community here in Huxley, do you see a lot of people taking the trip from Ames, from Des Moines, from Ankeny up here often? or We do. Um, it, it's fascinating when you 
when you have a second to look at your data though, you know, our, our returning to new is like 65, 35 consistently returning. Mm -hmm. So it's, we're very much a hometown, yeah, hometown place. Um, but we're, we're getting people, you know, traveling up to Ames for games and they'll swing in now. Um, a lot of people haven't heard of us, I think a large part because of our timing, you know, nobody heard about us in the first year because nobody was doing anything. Yeah. And so they're like, you've been here how long? Um, but yeah, we're getting, we're getting people who are like, I live in Ankeny and I just told all my friends about you. And so they're coming up. And so we're, we're, feels like we're building on that. Good. And that's a good feeling. I feel like it's nice. It's quieter and not as like rambunctious of a place to go when you're wanting to get away from like the normal spot, like Ankeny, even Des Moines. It's just like, I could go here, yep. but it's gonna be loud and annoying yep. and parking will be terrible. And there's gonna be so many people or I could take the same drive basically up here yep. and not pay for parking and, you know, still right. have good beer made here and excellent food from what I've been told. I haven't had a chance to eat any of it. Oh, jeez. But my yep. sister tells me great things. She comes <laughs> here. I've, I believe I've told you my yeah. sister comes up here. It used to be weekly, but uh, still pretty often, like yep. every Thursday or Friday. Yep. And uh, yeah, heard the food's amazing, yeah. as well as the beer. Now, who comes up with the food? Is that all you as well? No, we do have a chef, okay. um, Chef Case Vermillion. He is an ICI grad. Um, he worked for a little bit um, as a corporate chef up in Ames. And um, this is another kind of work story. You mentioned your work connection to my husband, uh, Nathan. Uh, and so our chef's wife used to work with Jonathan. And wow. so we would go to like, you know, work hangouts and it would be me and chef in the, in the spouse's corner, just like chatting each other up and <laughs> everybody else already knows each other and spent, spends all of their days with each other. And we're like, all right, let's talk. And so we just started talking about beer and food and it just kind of evolved from there. And once we decided to kick this thing off, we're like, we need a chef, like, uh -oh. We can't we can't do this without a chef. And it's like, let's talk to Case. So that's awesome. Yeah. And now I know I know at least the pretzels are sometimes made with spent grain. Are there do you try to incorporate a lot of the brewing side and yes. trying to pair that stuff together all the time? Or yes, absolutely. Like and that that's also very important to us because there were a lot of um a lot of breweries that we went to in all of our travels that you would have food and you would have beer and never the mm -hmm. twain should meet. Mm -hmm. And so frustrating. Like it's right there. Just use it. So yes, all of our pretzels have spring grain in them. And actually they're now produced by a um, small um, home bakery, uh, three bean bakehouse. Yes. Uh, and they're amazing. But you Another, provide the spent grain to them. We give them the spent oh, that's grain. That's really cool. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. 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 So he was another work related thing, I suppose. My wife worked under him at scenic route. Okay. As his, awesome. uh, <clears throat> she'd be opening baker okay and josh you know was the whole part of the the bakery he ran the awesome. whole bakery yeah, yeah so she still like watches his dogs and okay so josh josh's wife mm -hmm. jen works used to work with jonathan oh really so, well, again that's, that's how we that's world. how we met josh that's crazy yeah and now where is his bakery now is it up here no it's out of his home they mm -hmm. uh urbandale clive area uh like by jordan Waukee. creek ish yeah. yeah oh okay and they uh they go to a lot of farmers markets mm -hmm. and they've been like with you guys too and then i think a few other the places pretzels that way 
too? Do they sell no. these pretzels at the farmer's market? No. Oh. They only do the spent grain with our pretzels. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but they do other they do other pretzels. That Josh they do is a bonkers baker. He is. I was going to say, it'd be really cool to like incredible. see your name on a package downtown at the farmer's really market or something like cool. that. Yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe. But yeah, Josh, so other. About it. Yeah, Josh. Josh. Are you listening? <laughs> I've never met you. <laughs> um, all of our flatbreads are made with our spent grain. We do mm. make our flatbreads in house. Um, Biscuits too still? Biscuits, we don't currently have biscuits on. Um, we will bring them back probably in a month or two for biscuits and gravy. Cause nice. That was actually the first menu item that we opened with was biscuits and gravy. Um, so I was saying how we did the soft opens November, December. Mm-hmm. We did just beer only in November. And then on National Biscuit and Gravy Day, we started biscuits and gravy. So That's legit. Yeah. That's I love biscuits and gravy. Yeah. So good. Me so too. we have a couple flavors, and <laughs> and the gravy will always use beer in it. So our kind That's of winter cool winter sausage gravy is with handy Andy Stout. Our summer chicken gravy is with picket cream ale. So oh. yeah, we try to infuse beer as much as possible. What's Chef doing right now? <laughs> he, I think he's actually on vacation. Oh, hold on. Well deserved. Call him up. Yeah. Switch it back into brewing. It seems like <laughs> yeah. everything's thought about like. Like beer first, like you're trying to get everything with a beer aspect into it. Yes. And in your brewing experience, like what have you found is like your favorite beer to make, beer style to make, or maybe mm-hmm. what was the, your favorite beer you've ever made here or even homebrew uh, before you actually opened up? Wow. That was a lot a of big questions question. rolled into one. We can start, in, we'll start at one. Yeah, like, what's your favorite do- style of beer to make? I'm a hophead. Okay. Um, so I enjoy all manner of, of IPA. But um, I I tend towards so our our double kickback is my go to beer, mm. um, but it's kind of a east meets west. It's it's mostly a west coast grain bill, but it's an east coast yeast, um, and then a lot of floral hops. So it's um, it's varied, which I like. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> it's varied. There you go. <laughs> um, but that one's fun too because we ferment it additionally with honey. Oh, cool. And oh. so um, a lot of people that come in are like, I don't like double IPAs or I don't like IPAs. And I'm like, try this. And I've got a number of people to be like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna have that. Because um, the honey, you know, kind of smooths things out, rounds things up mm-hmm. and takes away a lot of that hot burn that you might get or alcohol burn that you sometimes get sure. with the double, which I wouldn't be mad at in a different beer, but in this <laughs> Right, <one>. yeah. <laughs> I like the honey. So, does the hometown crowd? What's their favorite style of beer? Because, like, if you're talking about like Iowa in general, yep. a lot of people that aren't into craft beer yep. aren't really the biggest hopheads either. I experienced so that our, at work too. But historically, our biggest seller is our Blessing Mimosa Blonde, which is a blonde ale just with a punch of tangerine. Oh, cool. Um, second would be our Picket Cream Ale, which is our answer to what's the closest you have to push light. Sure. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. The classic and, question. And I will take that. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, as long as they're buying fence line beer, right? That's the biggest thing. I guess we didn't even talk. We're at fence line. We're talking to Susan, talking about her husband, talking about the chef, talking about all this her stuff. We haven't even talked about the name. And I don't like. I, I think I've heard the story once potentially, but uh, I've never heard the story. Okay, it was actually Jonathan's concept, um, which you know a little bit. I, w- I was in marketing, like I didn't come up with the name. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'm not bitter. Um, so it's the, you know, the rambling fence is kind of a very Midwest thing, first mm-hmm. of all. 
Um, your fence line at home kind of defines your space. When you go out exploring beyond your fence line, you meet new people, you experience new cultures, um, learn new things, taste new things. And when you come back home, you share those experiences with your neighbor at your fence line. Mm. So the fence line is where you meet your neighbor. Very home improvement. Yeah. Yeah. So who's someday. Your, who's, someday. Your, who's your Wilson? Well, someday we are going to have a um, Wilson triple IPA because I think his name was Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. Oh, was it? Yeah. Like That's it's, crazy. Yeah. So. Wait, a triple TV. IPA. What's that? What's that ABV look to you? Oh, geez. Because um, there's debate. For everybody. There's yeah. debate. I would say definitely over 12. 12? 12. 12. That's a, bring it on. I'm in. Is that a double mash here? It probably would have to be, which is probably why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I, I, we can talk that, about that, that off like mic, how much I <laughs> hate like double mashing. I got to do how many times I have done it. I have to yeah. do one coming up. Not looking forward to it. <laughs> Me and Jack just did a Imperial pastry stout, yep. which typically we would do a double mash. Got in one. We got it wow. in one. Well, the secret is 150 pounds of dry malt extract. There you go. It's cheaters. That's cheaters right. powder. I and four, wait, whatever. It was only four, I guess it was only a four hour boil, so it was a little bad. Yeah, only a four hour only. boil, yeah. probably the shortest boil I've ever done on a stout at Cabco. Wow, typically go f- six, and if it's 12, I'm a, big, 10 oh and 12. I'm a big 60 to 90 minute guy. I'm me too. You gotta get that Maillard, you gotta get that, you, you gotta yeah, get that I boil mean, off, you can get it anyway. Yeah. Not the boil off. You gotta, you yeah. gotta go for it. <sighs> yeah, the heat also would need. If you run in steam, you're not getting the crazy amounts of my that you would have. That's to why I have to go. That's why. That's, that's why fair. there needs to be so okay. many. But right. back to this triple IPA. <laughs> okay, we're back. <laughs> that Susan said she's gonna do on Thursday. I am not. She's doing <laughs> it on Thursday. False. Thursday, uh, ten. False. Jack and I will be 13. up here. We can help. Come get it on November twenty fifth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> calling around now. Hard deadline. Yeah, no. Um. Triple IPA, I commend you. That's awesome. Someday. Do you like American barley wine? Yeah. I do. That's exactly okay, what I was going to say. Like. Yeah, all right. I was like, I'm in. If we call it American barley wine, I'm back. <laughs> That's I'm fair. back. I'm an, I'm an English barley wine person. That's fine. You can like it's that too, too. Too hoppy. I hate it. 120 minute. Oh. Okay, I don't hate it. It could be less bitter. It's good though. It's fine. I think we spent 30 minutes complaining about it the uh, the other day at the collaboration brew because we talked about barley wine. But I do like Bigfoot though. That's fair. Bigfoot's good. This Bigfoot's a better better example of that style. Also better aged. Yeah, I have, I still have a bottle of 2016. I'm getting oh. wait. I'm getting back to it though. We talked about the fence line. Meeting the fence line. You yeah, talked about incorporating. Go. I just I just connected these dots. Is that also why you want to have like other cultures like food styles too? Because it's kind of like the borders, and you want to go see yep. your neighbors at the yep. borders. That's awesome. Flavors Beyond Comforts Within was one of Ooh, our originals. Oh, that's good. And actually that, no, it's not. I was going to say that was on our awning that was taken down earlier today. <laughs> but no, I, our awning has Nano Brewery and Restaurant. But yeah, that's one of our one of our original slogans. Was That's a good one. Yeah. I know maybe you didn't come up with the name, but you are in marketing. Did you come up with all the logo treatments and all that stuff? Yeah. So Every, everything be beyond the name has been me. <laughs> now, do you still do all the marketing stuff yourself? Yes. Or really? Yes. So I'm I do all the social media, all the yeah, all the anything you see online. That's crazy. Your bike jerseys are gorgeous. Thank you. They are. Yeah, I do love those. Yeah, they're very good. Those are fun. 
I just want to throw that out there because anything that's marketing is great. Like the the branding has just been really good too. And yeah. uh, I think that's a big part of why I've heard more and more people talk about it. Like, I don't know why my sister would have come out here unless she saw something somewhere. Right. She's oh. kind of a homebody. I think that's something some people don't like that isn't always talked about. That's probably more like passive to consumers is the branding. Because if you have something that's attractive, he moves away from the mic to breathe. Excuse me. <laughs> this will be cut out, I'm sure. Stan in. I hope it's not. But having good branding, especially take-home branding, like take-home like merch and stuff like that, I think people connect to that, even if they're not cognizant about it. But if they can make that memory kind of physical, it's a lot more like attractive to them. It's intimate. It makes it personal. It makes you feel a way right. about things. Yeah. And if you can get them bought in on that, I think it's the easiest way to get people in because there's tons of brands out there that just go through and just die every day. It's just like if you find your market and find your people, that's oftentimes a goal. I would hope that's a goal of most most businesses. Absolutely, I would think. We're just conjecturing here. You're the professional on this, Susan. Yeah. That's the way I've seen it. I think that's <clears throat> something that I appreciate about when I can go somewhere and they have like merch options. Like glassware I can take home, cool labels. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like this little atmosphere. And I can connect to like those things in all of that that kind of like speaks to me. Yep. And that's what makes me feel like I'm in a really cool place and I want to keep coming back. Or even when you're traveling, then you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a shirt. Why not? And then it turns out you just bought a bunch of shirts because <laughs> I'm a sucker. But you guys do a really good job with that, though. Appreciate that. First time I was up here, I did bring a glass home because nice. I'm a sucker for glassware. I hope you paid for that glass. I did. <laughs> I paid kidding. for it. And I, I still use it to this day. Me worried. He's making me worried about this look. I paid for it. Also, I really think spaces are a big thing, along with the branding and the feel. Like, the room that we're in is very warm and inviting and has color and life. And it seems like your whole choice. space has a lot of color and life to it. Was that yes. planned? Because if you built it up, you guys itself, is that a big yeah, part of the plan? Absolutely. Um, so at, you mentioned the room we're sitting in. It has a rainbow colored fence on the ceiling, picket fence. And um, there are fence themes throughout the taproom space. But um, we're like, we need, we need a picket fence. You know, the American dream, white picket fence. And I was like, mm, I think our dream is a little differently colored. Yeah. And needs to be more inclusive than that. So um, that's why the rainbows. And so actually, it was this fence that has all the different colors in it that influenced the bike jerseys and actually oh, cool. the bathroom art. And so this is where it all started, was this room. Um, I like your tap handles, too. Yep, tap handles. Exactly. That's awesome. That's what struck me when I walked in here today. Well, that's the, the kind of things handles. that people don't think about that are just in and planned and part of the whole thing that's like ingrained in everything. And like yeah. I'm looking at and now I see it. <laughs> like yeah. I've seen the colors. That's why I like the pictures. That's why yeah. I like all that other stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it all it all makes sense. It's all tied back to the same mm -hmm. to one singular focus. Yeah. Our mm -hmm. flight paddles are actually a fence that was reclaimed out of the back of our property. Wow. Um, that we planed down and made in, made into paddles. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Man, so cool. And I love the aspect of community that Fenceline has, as you've explained. And you work in another aspect of that, too, with Pink Boots. I do. I am currently with uh, Jennifer Nance of Lark Brewing. We are chapter co-leads right now. We're kind of trying to reboot that. 
ha. Um, <laughs> Reboot. No, no, nobody. No, it was good. Aww. It was really good. I, <laughs> is that uh, not a? Is that not yet a Lark Pink Boots Fansign collab? Rebooted. Rebooted. Oh, Ooh. Thank you. It is now. Awesome. <laughs> I call beer name. You can have it as Thank long you. as I get one. To you. So oh. for the normies out there, can you uh, let us know what Pink Boots oh, yeah. is? Yes. Sure. Uh, Pink Boots is an international society for women in the fermentation, women and transgender folks in the fermentation space. Um, they recently included um, things other than beer. So um, kombucha, spirits, cider, sure. um, you know, whatever, whatever you ferment. Um, as long as the stipulation is you need to make 25% of your income through that space. Oh, so, okay. um, you know, it, it includes from brewers to owners to wait staff, you know, as long as you make that minimum requirement, um, you're allowed to be a member. Um, they work to, oh gosh, Nance is going to kill me, <laughs> inspire, educate, and, uh, support basically women and, and, Awesome. In the industry. Um, there are chapters in every state. Um, and we're we're trying to re-kick it off. There's there's a brew day every year for oh. International Women's Day. Um and we have been good at, at hitting that every year. And actually uh 2023 is gonna be at Confluence. Awesome. Oh, cool. Um we're hooking up with Ashley Cody there. And um oh, shout out with her. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that's kind of the biggest thing they do, and that is based on a um, hop blend created by Yakima Chief Hops every year. Um, actually, Nance was just at uh, the Great American Beer Festival where they did the mm. final hop rub to determine the selection. Oh, really? That's really so cool. The, um, so I, the blend has been chosen. You have a you have a pail right now with the blend on, right? Yes. So I actually, oh, I only have two right now. Um, so. The double kickback is uh, has the pink boot hot blend from mm. 2019, but at this point, I'm now recreating the blends. Sure. Um, and then the pale ale has this most recent year's hot and blend, but our that one had some bonkers hops in it. Yeah, I think HBC 630, mm -hmm. Talus, and like three lemon and drop. Three? No, uh -uh. no. Uh, I just had I a, a Jester King did a hoppy pills. Okay. With it too. Okay. Um, which I had yesterday. That's why it's on my mind. Okay. With the Pink Boots chapter in Iowa, is it only one chapter per state, or do some states have multiple chapters? Some states have multiple chapters, and there has been a push to get multiple chapters in Iowa just because we're so wide, right. and it's hard to sometimes get west and east yeah. to come oh, to the that middle. Like or like, the one time it's a hard. Year. So I think what they're also now allowing is, like, um, Sioux City can go um, to other states oh, like they don't sure. they don't have to be a member of iowa's chapter interesting um if they choose to right right so now has that been i know it was i've seen it been growing and growing and you're talking about rebooting it is there like uh have you seen a lot of people excited to come back and excited to be part of it again absolutely yeah and um nance and i are trying to figure out additional ways to get people involved mm. um to kind of boost our membership numbers that, that's our first step and then um we also want to look into offering events um basically educational events um largely targeted towards um beer brewing because that's all of our members that'd right be now. awesome yeah but yeah. um yeah so we we 
we're actually going to be at iBest. Um, we're going to do a little presentation on that Friday night um, and uh, share some things that we come up with. I can't. I don't know what we've come up with yet, so <laughs> I can't expand on that yet. But Plenty in a month, time. in a month, you'll know. Sweet. Depending on when this airs. It's always exciting. I, I mean, it's just a tired old thing of there's like there's so many white dudes with beards in brewing it's old it's overdone and i know there's three of us at this table no well it's it's a brutal thing i think about all the like collaborations i've personally done and with all my friends over the last like six months and you got i think you could do a picture book and some people would be like, this is the same picture. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like just the entire well, time. That's not what I'm trying. I'm not trying to say this is bad. It's terrible. It's just like, no, it's no, nice no. to see and have the passion out there to grow. And I'm glad that I hope that I, the other Iowa brewers are accepting and willing to help totally. and do things like that. And, and if you ever need the help of anyone else like that, I know you can come over and brew with us. Yeah. Like I would awesome. be more than willing to, be a part of something. I, and I hope that everyone feels the same way about that Yeah, to get people more in, interested, to get people more excited, to get more women and more other buyer, people into yeah. the beer business Yeah, is the goal. hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. That'd be great. We need more representation period. The, the more diversity in general in the brewing yeah. scene. Absolutely. It's very useful. Absolutely. Make your beer better. Or yeah. more, at least more interesting. Well, it's just like any other art. When you have different perspectives on it, you have different interpretations, which creates a more diverse field of art. Yeah. You know, beer too. Hey, Susan. Hey, Jack. What are you looking forward to brewing up, coming up soon? Great question. I would love to tell you. Um, actually, I've got a really cool thing coming up this week. Um, I was invited to do a collaboration with Funky Picnic Brewing in Fort Worth, Texas. Whoa. Um, home of the TCU Horned Frogs. They decided their um, brewer, Michael Harper, I hope I got that right. I just call him Harper, um, wanted to do a home and away series. Hmm. So all of the football teams that come to play TCU, he would reach out to a brewery in their hometown or hometown Nearby. adjacent yes. and invite them to do a collab. What? So did he reach out to you or did he you guys reach reached out to Whoa. me? Yeah. So he's 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 the leader of the group. Um and so together he's making, I don't know, five, six beers with different breweries Whoa. throughout mostly the Midwest. Um and he reached out to me and like it was one of those he sent me the email and I responded within like two minutes. I was like, This is the best idea ever. I'm on board, let's do it. And so we'll each brew the beer. Uh, Thursday, and um, we'll release it on game day when Iowa State goes down to play TCU, and I think that is November twenty seventh. That now so, is, and is awesome. That's amazing. Now, like, so your size three and a half barrels here, yep. so it's scaled down or up. What what was it, like? Well, what's their brewing? Um, uh, his his official capacity. He. I think he's got a seven barrel system, but he's got a pilot system that he's going to run all these collabs on. That's cool. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm actually going to do a short batch. I'm not going to do a full three and a half. Um, no, I was going to somehow get you some legally. No. So we're, we're Looking. both brewing separately and yeah. We'll, same recipe and everything. Same recipe, same day and um, release the same day and go from there. So we are doing a 
harvest quarter um, mm. is what we're calling it. Um, it is is largely my porter base, um, but with carrot and honey added. Oh, that's awesome. So kind of a fall homage. Mm. Any um, spices or is it uh, just the carrots and the honey or anything? Just the carrots and the honey. Ooh. Just the carrots and honey. Will they be cooked carrots or raw? Um, raw in the mash and we'll do, yeah, shredded, shredded carrot in the mash and then carrot powder in the boil and then carrot juice in fermentation. So we're, we're leaning into this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Porter is <laughs> a great style of beer to put that on. Like it has mm-hmm. like a good backbone that that's going to take the flavor really yeah. well. Yeah. Get some of that chocolate, some of that roasty. Um, Carrots also have a ton of that already like sweetness in itself. Sugars, and you put that with the yes. honey. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I've so, heard carrots are haze positive. Is that a thing that you've heard about carrots? It's 100% true. Oh. Okay. Next up is carrot hazy. Yeah, maybe. Reach back it. out to him for next year. That's We're right. going to do a carrot honey hazy IPA. Oh, I'm totally thinking about stealing his idea. I've already told him that. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, that would be, it's just such a cool That's concept. A, yeah, so he's like just finding other people in the Big 12 and stuff to just yeah, to do magic. So, do you um, know of any of the other breweries that are part of it? Yeah, Manhattan Brewing Company. Okay. Um, and then um, Equity Brewing. Um, I, I want to say they're still water, Oklahoma. Um, oh, I should have looked that up before I went to this um that's okay those are the, only the most two important remember, one is yeah. it's iowa state and you guys got chosen instead of a different oh, yeah. aim so exactly so that's really cool pretty pleased about that oh yeah a cross state collab that's mm-hmm. that's really neat that's oh. awesome yeah i'd love i'm gonna get i'm gonna have to come up and have some of this carrot honey it, did wait did you say the name of it already harvest harder Har- harvest porter it's, actually so, it's just, so that's that's what we're calling the style actually the name of the actual beer is twisted kicker twister kicker so twister for cyclones, cyclones. Yeah. and kicker spelled k-i-k-k-e-r is the dutch word for frog oh so it's the twister kicker harvest border oh coming okay. to line november 27th <laughs> hey that's yeah. exciting though and that's funky picnic brewery funky picnic brewing shout out yeah if you want to cheers harper Come on up to Iowa and you can have this version and your version. Come on up, Harper. Let's go. We'll treat. What's that? Let's ride. 14 minute, 14 hour drive. 14 minute. Good Lord. (laughs) No, anywhere in Texas, it's like you got to drive three hours to get out of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're not in Texas right now. Also, the weather's been here has been phenomenal. I can't I can't imagine being in Texas right now where it's still probably too hot yeah yeah agreed oh so besides that that's a harvest porter getting to be fall and stuff do you have any other fall themed beers coming out um i brewed a milk stout and pulled off some of that and we're gonna do uh blueberry cinnamon Ooh. Mm. and then we might actually leave the rest of it just as a straight up milk stout um just good sipper or do you guys ever do any barrel aging or have you done any barrel aging we have not um in i guess april of 2020 we're like what are we gonna do let's buy barrels and <laughs> yeah. so we bought two barrels uh wine red wine and i was like this is gonna be awesome and then i didn't buy any of the accoutrement to go with it ah, or yes. like transfer stuff and and the barrels sat and they sat we wrapped them but 
they sat and sat and sat. Now they're planters out on the patio. Ah, I bet they look really nice, though. <laughs> they're beautiful. Yes. They're yeah. beautiful. So, no. Any plans to get back to in the future? Love to. Yeah. I would love to. We looked briefly at the um, squirrel just to kind of oh, yeah. streamline things. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's a story maybe for another day. <laughs> <laughs> the yep. squirrel, for those that don't know, is a square box with perforations that you can interchange different types of wood Mm -hmm. whether they're soaked in spirits wine or just naked supposedly gives a faster turnaround yeah um it is also easier to cip uh and infinitely reusable too yep Exactly. They're super cool. I've only ever seen one in my one in my life and that was at Black it was at Black Project in Denver R.I.P. Rest in peace yeah but uh, yeah, they're, I've only cool. seen one. I'm like, that's yeah. cool, but <laughs> I'm buying that unit. Oh man, I don't know. I Instead mean, being able, I get, I you know. can insert whatever the, you want. We ran the numbers; it would pay for itself and pretty quick, pretty quick. Because you get Especially, both sides of the right. both sides of the wood instead of just the one. Oh it, yeah, exactly that too. And it's like you know, a barrel new. You're probably looking at like you know, one eighty to two. Barrels are getting expensive too. Yeah, yeah, that's the sure. problem. When I was looking, the square was eight hundred. Oh wow! Yeah, no, that's great for a one barrel. Huh? Oh wow! Yeah, that would absolutely like. I'm gonna have to talk to Mister Flix about that. No kidding. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is my idea. Senior Flix. <laughs> well, you can come. We can collab okay, on cool. it. We'll split some off for you. Sweet. We'll do we any, anything. We, anything we split put in there. Split a squirrel. Split a squirrel. Very good. Very oh good. <laughs> that's great. Um, we're drinking the double IPA right now. Yeah. That's good. My go-to. This might explain why I'm rambly in the next few minutes. And it does have the Pink Blutes blend in it, right? Yeah. Recreated. Yes. Recreated. I mean, it it is a blend of hops. So thus, if you do it, it is the blend. Now, do they... That's proprietary what the actual split is, right? Uh, They 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 tell you. They publish the percentages. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's convenient. Yeah. For recreation purposes. Yeah. Worked out well. Especially if you fall in love with the one and you want to keep doing it, then absolutely they should. Yeah. Especially if you're a member. Yeah. Like I, I could see it being locked behind a paywall, but not much further than that. I don't know if it is. Maybe it is. I think they're pretty open about I think it. They're pretty open. Well, yeah. I'm just saying I could see them wanting people to not know exactly sure. and then be like, Are you a pink boots member? I'll let you in on the, right. the up and up the the down low, the classic Yakima Chief, not telling anybody anything. Even behind paywalls. I just I just wish someday I could go out to selection and that would be so much fun. Now have you done Pink Boots selection before? Have you gone been able to do that or so we did as a chapter, um, they sent out kits if you wanted. They sent out kits to try, gosh, it was 17, 18 different hops. Wow. And we actually went down to Big Grove in Des Moines and lined them all up on a table and sniffed them and rated them and sent in our top seven as a chapter and they took that to they took all of those results from all the chapters and made two blends based on the top numbers Mm -hmm. and then at the at gabf did um you know the the smelling of two options oh and that's that's really cool oh and i haven't even looked yet if uh if our top seven made i think one of them did one of them was hbc 586 um and i'm pretty sure that was in our top seven 
Now, does I, every member get to vote on it as well? Or do you as a group have to come up and be like, these are the ones? We all voted personally. There were maybe, there was probably 12 to 15 of us there. And we all smelled them all. And then we all rated them all. And then as a group, we said, okay, who had this in their top? And kind of tallied them from there. And so then based on that, we sent in. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, have you thought about creating within that being like, this is our specific Iowa pink brewers blend where it's not actually a nation, not Yakima chief. You guys just get together and this is like, this only funds Iowa stuff. Oh, maybe that's a fun idea. Maybe next year. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) That feels like a lot lot of work. work. (laughs) That's a lot of work. Nor could you do the really smelly thing. Oh, we all kind of like this this year. So we're going to put some in there. Right. We're just trying to reboot we, one thing at a time. Do you have a favorite hop, though? Oh, gosh. I feel like it changes. I'm pretty big on cashmere right now. Um, the Outstanding has that. Um, I don't know. I I love all hops. You love all hops? <laughs> what about what about uh, saws, the most flavorful and aromatic of all hops? Is and that the most expensive. Said? And the most expensive. I'm not a huge saws. Fan. Yeah, I'm not a big sauce not fan. Don't sauce fan. don't tell that one guy at <laughs> <No>. CBC <laughs> about this conversation right now. Uh-oh. It's good in the mash. I don't. I I like sauce. I don't mind sauce. I think it works well in pilsner. But I'm not going to yeah. throw it in as a aroma hopping in my beer. <laughs> no, but that that was a thing at Lua a year and a half ago. Is it a sauce dry hopped? It's like citron mosaic sauce. Interesting. What? Yeah. I will say Nance and I at from Lark at the hop blend or the hop sniff that we did at Big Grove. Hop sniff? Hop sniff. Um, they threw in one of the 17 or 18 was Chinook. Oh. And, and I was like, why, why would they put this in there? And Nance was like, I love Chinook. I was like, but you can have it all. Like, I don't want it. <laughs> nope. Maybe no, if ma'am. this year's was particularly different, maybe. I don't. It seemed like an odd inclusion, and I told her so. And she, did she pick them? No, she or, didn't. Okay, no. I was gonna say they just sent you the eighteen or whatever, yeah. right? Pink, I, Pink Boots Society, in conjunction with Yakima Chief, picked the seventeen oh, okay. or eighteen. Yeah. Now, are you against this? We're getting too nitty gritty <laughs> here. <That's just laughs> Chinook, so Chinook, I get not wanting it to be in a blend. It can blend okay, but how do you feel about Simcoe versus Chinook in blends for IPAs? Because I find that I really do like Simcoe, Simcoe as like a third or fourth IPA, like ha- even hazy <clears throat> IPA. We just did one with uh, Equinot, Mosaic, and Simcoe. Equinot's amazing. I didn't. I that's Actually, another thing. Equinox, I didn't like it before, and now it seems like they've adjusted it slightly over the years, and it's gotten better and better. That's actually going to be in the in the blend. I'm I've fallen out of favor with Simcoe. It's fair. Is that unpopular. No, I mean it's <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, it's one of my favorite hops, but okay. yeah, um, I'm an elder. I I'm, I really dig Eldorado right now. Eldorado is like high up on my list. Eldorado and Idaho Seven are I think my yes. two top ones. Eldorado right all the way. That was a hop. Um, we actually were weirdly traveling in New Mexico, like right when that started hitting the fan, like people are like, this is a new hop. We love it. It's like, I want it in everything. <laughs> but the, yeah, I the, love Eldorado. Eldorado's great. Um, use it a few times. Um, we have a beer on, with it right now on Gossamer. Gossamer? Has Eldorado brew one and Citra. 
I love Brew One. Brew One's great. We bought like 22 pounds, two bags of it. We used a few pounds in this this session uh, hazy. And the rest, I just want to like throw in everything. That was one of our um, hazy iterations was cashmere and brew one. Mm. And it was delightful. How do you guys, so like old school mentality of buying hops, this also getting into the real nitty gritty, but old school mentality is contract hops, blah, blah, blah. Once you get big enough contract hops, how are you guys buying hops? It all spot buying. It's all spot. I mean, we're, we're a glorified homebrew place, mm-hmm. you know, at three and a half barrels. I'm not buying pounds and pounds and pounds of hops. Right. Um, but that opened the so much more flexible that way. I there think too. so. And I also, think so. Probably not as expensive as you would think, because the old school thought was spot buying is expensive. It's not horrible. Um, I imagine I'm paying a little bit more, but. Um, but the amount, though, is probably right. not negligible. But not enough to warrant a contract. Exactly. Yeah. No. No way. Especially with as much as we do different styles. Right. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I don't have one hop and everything, or you know, or yeah. well, I, I know that's an exaggeration, but you know, I don't. We use so many different sure hops that it just doesn't make sense. Well, and as you want to evolve and change things, you right. want to have the ability to do that, mm-hmm. and that's why I think it's more of an old school thought to have huge contracts. Yeah. And well, because like back then, back then. Here's your cascade. Back in my day, like, but before though, you know, when we're like, I don't know, not capped with styles, but like, you weren't like, yep, what's the next hazy that's coming out? Like, uh, you know, you had more of your go to. So I, you know, it might make sense to like, yeah, I'm in a contract. You know, 200 pounds of cascade because cascades in a lot. Like, we we throw in all kinds of things. Or like, bravo. Or like uh, Galena, stuff like that, you know. But now that we're more like hop focused on some of these things, it, I, you know. I, th- I just think the, the way the craft brewing is, Iowa, everyone's trying to do what's new, what's different, what, what are you moving on to next? No one wants you to. And, and you said not? even on your hazy that you're changing it yeah. like every time, like slight adjustments, right? Where it's the same beer at its soul, yeah. but, you know, it's something new, it's something different. Yeah. I think that's part of why craft beer is still growing, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'd agree. There's still a bunch of little pockets to explore in these styles. Like, especially with innovations when it comes to, like, like, thialized yeast completely changed the way that I, you know, can look at a hazy. Like, yeah, you know, usually I'm going to throw in, like, British Five, London Fog, whatever. But then they have, like, a thialized yeast, and you're like, sure, why not? You know, let's try it. Let's throw some cosmic or Helios Gazer, and that—that's what's in this. Yeah, okay. this uh, Proxima, which is a thialized yeast with Citra Mosaic Nelson Sabin. Yeah, the uh, well, at Flix, I don't have the we, we we're a bit larger, so we've we've had these old contracts and stuff. We're still trying to move oh, through man. that we've had in the past, but like, so we don't have a ton of ability to like buy a bunch of new different hops. So instead of doing that, we've been using the yeast as a way to change it up and make it different and then tweak mm-hmm. amounts. So it's nice that not only are the hops changing constantly right now, there's a lot more experimentation in the yeast too. So it's fun to use the different yeasts and try new different stuff too as another avenue of change versus just the hops. Cause I could brew the same beer twice with two different yeasts and one stylized one's not. And they're two wildly different beers. Yeah. Right. It's pretty cool. 
beer is cool. And that's why we like split patches here because we can do do that kind oh, of thing. Oh yeah, that's and not true. have not have a lot of it. No, I guess I don't. Did we talk about that on here? Do you want? I don't think we did. Yeah, do you want to talk about how you do that here? Sure. So we are a three and a half barrel system. Um, We do have three, essentially four barrel fermenters, but we also have um, four one barrel fermenters. So we can take one batch and split it three ways or more in fermentation and do different things and have fun and live up to our lab name. So there we go. Yeah. Now, when you split it, are they usually two wildly different uh, beers? Um, we've done a few. So originally, we called them the Tryall series. So T R Y O with the slash L. So Ol is the Norwegian word for beer. Mm-hmm. We're a very Norwegian heavy town in Huxley. Here, I have quite a bit of Norwegian heritage. So it translates to try beer um, or three for try. So we do it three ways. Um, so we've done maybe three different, um, hazy splits. So nine beers. So that's then you're all looking at dry hops, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we've done, you know, a brown and a stout and those are mostly fruit additions or, you know, so I would say they're not wildly different per se, but, um, different enough that people certainly have their favorites. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, do you do some of your brands? Obviously, I assume you do, you know, some that you don't split, like the cream ale, probably. You don't split that off that often, or you, you split that too pretty well, often. Well, actually, I've got three cream ales on right now, and it's all the same base. So our picket, oh, okay. our picket cream ale is one of our core beers. Um, and the guava mentality is the same base, but we added guava and peppermint tea from Little Woods and Ames. Shout out. Um, and then, uh, We've got our picket with key lime added, and that's just a straight up throw some key lime puree at it. So through that series, if you find something the customers really vibe with, yep. do you scale that up and just do like a full batch? Or We've done a full batch of the key lime before because that is a super fan favorite, especially in um, summer. Um, we have a Saison right now. That's our Pelican Ginger Peach Saison, and oh. that was a that was a split. Um, that people loved. And so we've done now twice, we've done a full batch. Oh, of that. wow. Um, uh, burn the boats brown with hazelnut, um, is a fan favorite. It's not on right now, much to the disappointment of a few of our <laughs> <Sure>. employees <laughs> yeah. and guests. Um, but that started as just a brown base and we had the brown with hazelnut. We had a brown with pomegranate and a brown with cherry and oh. the hazelnut was the clear winner for most people so, so we're talking about small town stuff we talk about different styles like saison and you know belgian strong or anything like that how do you get how do you get people to buy in on that is that like you know, you're, you're training your, your beer tenders to teach them because like absolutely the the phrase saison can scare so many people away it's just like yep. you're telling me you made a full batch of a ginger peach saison do you, are you yeah. are your beer tenders selling them on the ginger peach and not explaining the saison or are they doing are you trying to get them to push like teach like and obviously we're in small town iowa it's a lot about teaching your community to drink too yeah absolutely it's all about the teaching and um just encouraging to try different things i mean we talked about the double kickback and um we mentioned off mic that uh i've gotten a lot of people to try it 
that say they don't like IPAs or I will never drink a double IPA. And I hand it to them and they're like, oh, I like that. I could, I could <laughs> do that. It's like, well, try it first before you, before you send it out the door. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot about knowing how to talk to people about beer, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, like, what do you like to drink? Oh, well, I love tea. Okay. Well, we have a ginger peach tea. So can we try that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that. And, you know, you don't, you, you try to work around the, the preconceived notions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I, I, how many people a day do you think you get coming in and be like, do you have Bushlight? Do you have Bud Light? Do you still see that a lot coming yes. in or has it changed yes. at all? A lot. Um, and, you know, that's pick a cream ale. That's where yeah. you're going to be, you know. That's the that's our answer to that question. And on the menu, it's listed right at the top. Currently, our lightest. Right. And so that's if that's what you're here for, that's what you're going to get. And that's fine. That's great. Um, I had somebody come in last weekend, and I don't know, happened to come in through our patio door. So basically, come in in the back door, and they're like, "Oh, this is a brewery. You make your own beer here." It's like, "Well, oh my goodness, how many times? Yeah, have they been absolutely." Here Never. Oh, okay. Never. Oh. And so it's like, okay, cool. All right. Let's talk about what you normally like to drink. Oh, whiskey. All right. Cool. All right. Let's let's break this down. So yeah, it's it's a lot of different conversations. Um so you probably have a lot of good staff then too. We uh, do. Our staff is awesome. Yeah, are those mostly made of local people? Do you have any people coming from outside the town coming into Orc or it's varied. So our chef actually lives out in Johnston. Um but we've have our our front of house lead is a student at Iowa State. Um, we have two people that live in town. Um, yeah, it's it's varied. So cool. So you're not. But also we are hiring. Oh, because I was gonna say <laughs> send your application. Yeah, <laughs> who isn't hiring? Please. We also need line cooks. Very very much so. So um, off this thought. This thought, this comment about the the um, customer that came in talking about whiskey, and there's recently a change in Iowa law. Starting the first of January, or I guess you, there's obviously more nuances, but let's just for the sake of this conversation, you know, January first, you can start incorporating spirits into your uh, back bar. Will you guys be doing that? So we're already a Class C. So oh, okay. So we have that option already. And we do have, um, currently have four beer cocktails. Um, I prefer to keep beer in them yeah. um, because I don't want to be a bar. Yeah. Um, I never wanted to be a bartender. Um, like, you know, slinging drinks and all that. Um, so, yeah, we have we have three beer cocktails currently that only have beer. They all have beer and wine and mm-hmm. some sort of juice. Um, we have one that has beer and tequila in it. So we took the Blessing Mimosa Blonde and um, added tequila, orange juice, and grenadine. So it's, nice. it's the Blessing Sunrise. Okay, um, nice, nice. AKA Tequila Sunrise. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're we're looking into adding more of those options um, sure. just to give people something else. Yeah, something absolutely. More. I'd trade it all for just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, jealous. 
of you guys have liquor we don't have beer well we do have a couple of beer cocktails but we don't incorporate them well with our liquor uh selection in general like ours our beer cocktails are very much beer but we're once again the two audiences are very different right and the goals of each business are very different the mm-hmm. the brewing side is just a part of the movie theater side where the business is mostly made on the movie theater so the venn diagram of the movie goer sure. and, the, and the the craft beer enjoyer is very pulled where the, there's a center where mm-hmm. they like both but there's people that won't drink beer that only drink liquor and the way we operate we've always had not a full bar but we've always had liquor and then we've always had wine and we've always had guest drafts and we've always had Unfortunately, because some people will refuse no matter what to not drink a domestic beer, we do have domestic beer available in cans. And I am very much against it. Not my choice. Yeah. We charge $2 more for it than any of our beers. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And people will still buy it. See, the thing at Cabco is we have bottles. Ours of- is only cans. There's no domestic draft. Oh, we have, we have bottles and cans. Cans of the Bush Light. And they do undercut some of our draft beer. I, I'm not, I'm, we're not going to do it. No, I don't. Yeah. Please, don't. please don't. No, but I think I was just thinking as you were talking about your Venn diagram of, of guests, the three of us are actually reasonably similar in, yeah. in guest crossover. Cause sure. we, mm-hmm. we all have food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all have at least a little bit of liquor. Yep. Um, and so I think that's a, that's interesting that, I don't know. I think I think I for the Court Avenue. Well, I I think I know where you're going. It's it's cool that we're all from a same similar circle and we have similar things. But then there's those differentiating things where you honestly think that maybe you would be more promoted to have domestic beers and stuff because you were in a small town Iowa. But it's getting the community bought in on you. Yeah. And if you don't get them bought in on you, what's to stop you from now? They're only buying the domestic beer versus your right. beer. And yeah. I think a perfect strategy is to not offer it. Yeah. I. It's a slippery slope. I especially, yeah, where we are. Um, right. I mean, Court Avenue's been well established <clears throat> in what we have, and we have an extensive, which I'm fine with spirits. There, there's plenty of spirits I like. I'm not, but that's a different story. I, I, how many, much, how much four roses here. do you drink? A ton, but I mean, <laughs> at my premises that I'm selling, I don't, I personally don't go to breweries looking to buy booze yeah. and cocktails right. that's not why i'm going to a brewery and i think the answer like the pushback that we get on that is but what if my significant other or the person i want to hang out with that day absolutely won't drink beer and um i mean we we, we do offer cider from wilson's orchard um and a small selection of wine mm-hmm. um and seltzers now and seltzer and that we brew ourselves um but that's that's where I want to come at to the beer cocktails. Like I I don't ever want to do just a liquor cocktail. Yeah, you're not going to have an old fashioned here no, or rum no. and coke, and that's fine. I'm not going to make Bloody Marys. You know, I got to have some beer component to it. Yeah. Would you be against a Michelada though? Ooh. Bloody I beer. Mean, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's like it could be made at your base is the cream yeah. ale, and then you add other stuff to it. So I did make, oh, I did make the cream ale and pulled off some and put in uh, feoja, which is don't has, know what that is. It, it's a a tropical fruit that tends to taste a little bit like a tomato. Oh, and it was, admittedly, I thought it was just okay, but people were like, you know, do you have any liquor drinks or you know whatever and. 
It's like, well, do you like Bloody Marys? Like, yeah. Oh. It's like, have this one. And they're like, ooh, I like that. Okay, cool. Get some in on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So that's, that's how we sold that one barrel. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, there we go. <laughs> and I know, and also you're downtown, which doesn't help the having to have domestic beer and cocktails thing. You're in the downtown crowd. It's like, that is the party place in downtown Des Moines, Court Avenue. Yeah, Court Avenue is a party place for sure. But is that why people show up to Court Ave though? Court to Avenue your place, is a, not to yeah, hey, it's Avenue. called Court Avenue Restaurant and Brewing. Okay. Ours is called Flix Brew House, and Brew House is two thirds of the name, but we're definitely a movie theater first. Yeah. Ours is Fence Line Beer Lab Nano Brewery and Restaurant. That's an order. That's the perfect order, in fact. Because you want it to be. That's yeah. the way you want to be. <laughs> now, do you find it annoying when people call it like, oh, you guys are just a nano brewery? Or do you have people like question that? Because I, I think I went off on it maybe a couple times on this where I, I like one of my least favorite things is when people refer to craft breweries as oh, micro breweries or oh, they're against micro brews because I think they're somehow less no. than craft craft breweries because they don't put us on the same level or anything like that. I haven't seen that. No, oh, I I could rant all night. This isn't a good topic. <laughs> I'd like to hear about that someday. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't. I don't see that. I mean, we're a brew pub, right? I think that's what people yeah. see first. And I think I don't know. I think you're on that. I think we're. I think we're all. I, that's what I see the most. Yeah. It's just like uh, brew pub. So they know there's food. Yeah, and there's beer. Yep, and that satisfies probably. 95% of the population, I'd say. One of those two things does. I hope so. Both. Your guys' food's great. Your guys' food's great. Our food can be good. I get the chicken tendies all the time. Chicken tendies are good, man. Although we ate before we saw Twilight last weekend. We're pub grub. That's fine. I own that. That's yeah. fine. I did get a bunch of mixed drinks, though. I didn't drink one beer. You didn't drink a single beer when you went inside Twilight? No, because Grace was drinking wine, but I didn't want wine. So I had whatever your guy, Amity, whatever yeah, your Island Long bunch. Island is. Yeah. yeah. I had two oh, of them geez. and that was it. I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a Long Island, of course. Yeah. Oh, I love Long Islands. Flex's loaded fries are great. Yeah. We got a beard. We have a beer dinner tomorrow. With loaded fries? No, we did that the first time. Remember? <laughs> The days and confused. The uh, yeah. the weed the weed dinner was chicken <laughs> tenders, loaded fries, and I don't remember what else. Oh jeez. What was uh? Do you remember the dessert? I don't. I don't. I well, there dessert. was one. Do you guys but... do dessert? Oh, can we talk about dessert here? We can yes. talk about dessert. Was that, a, yes. was that a loaded question, or did you have that ready? It was to a go? loaded fries question. <laughs> so in our building, um, we have Stale Sweets, who um, she is our tenant. And um, when we were in construction at Fenceline, we knew we needed, we had an extra space next door. Mm -hmm. And um, we're like, what would be a good thing to go in there? Mm -hmm. Like maybe a bakery, maybe, I don't know. But we were like, bakery would be good. Um, started looking around, found Haley, Haley Wiedemeyer. Um, talked to her, got her on board. And so in 2018, worked to... Um, reconstruct that side of the building first got her going at the beginning of 2019 and then um once we opened we have a dessert from her on our menu every week Ooh. so it it varies wildly from i mean wildly in the dessert venue from cookies cupcakes whoopie pies 
cheesecakes. She's known for her crazy cheesecakes. Oh my, I love cheesecakes. Um, next week is pumpkin pie cheesecake. Ooh. Um, available until it's not, as I always tell everyone, because we do sell out of desserts mm-hmm. every week. Um, so yeah. How many cheesecakes do you get? Um, usually we get a total of four or five. Oh, that's usually not a lot five. of cheesecake. It's not. So you gotta you gotta get here. I'm hungry for cheesecake. Yeah, my father in law makes cheesecake at his restaurant, and my wife and I's wedding cakes were all cheesecakes. cheesecake. Oh, excellent. It's incredible. Yeah. You can't go wrong with cheesecake. Now, do you try to incorporate any like spent grain or anything to the desserts at all? Not spent grain. Um, We have sent beer her way. Okay. And um, we've done a number of um, ice cream sandwiches with beer. So we did a Blessing Mimosa Blonde kind of sherbet based or insides and um, ginger snap outside. We did Handy Andy Stout ice cream with. it was just a chocolate chip cookie outside. Mm. We've done a um, uh, avocado brownie with handy and oh. stout ice cream, a la mode. That sounds good. Yeah, we like I, to I mix mean, it the up. fat content of the avocado is probably great for brownie stuff. It's fantastic! So. It's delightful. Now you're talking about the, the food, the beer, the bakery next door. It seems like you're ripe for beer dinners. Have you guys done any of those? Have you thought we about doing any of those? Not. I've got a full sounds like list. You're, of, sounds like you're I, ready to rock. I really want to. It, it's definitely on my short list of things that we have to get rolling. Um, we we need more staff. That's fair. That's like, fair. I, That's fair. Like, you mean you don't want to work every single event? I I do. <laughs> <laughs> I already do. If you're hearing this, Fence Line is hiring. Yes. Help them make a beer dinner happen. Yes, so I can make a beer cheesecake. Yeah. Yes. So I can have a cheesecake <laughs> paired with the beer that was put into the cheesecake somehow. Well, I hope it's a cheesecake dinner. It's just five different cheesecakes. We, I'm okay with that, that too. Happen. I'm okay yeah. with that too. Because then you can have like a cream cheese based flatbread thing. And then. Oh, dang. No, I just want cheesecake. Okay. Cheesecake. Well, all right. I was trying, I was trying to stretch the idea. I had a dessert that had like a barrel-aged stout reduction into like their chocolate sauce. Good lord! You could yeah. reduce your stout onto uh, onto the cheesecake. So he's yeah. yes anding. You're just we did no that budding. in a cupcake. We did yeah. a. Um, I'm yes anding. You just had cream cheese on flatbread. How do like I yes and that? Like a jalapeno popper pizza has cream cheese on it. That has nothing to do with cheesecake. cheesecake. You take the cream cheese that goes into a cheesecake. I guess if we uh, fine if we need to if we need to stretch these limits. Oh my goodness! It better start and end with cheesecake, though. That's uh, fair. That's fair. If we're stretching it, I'm just gonna put cream cheese on a bagel and call that a cheesecake. Put some. Oh no! No 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 no! Che- it's called a cheese. <laughs> See, bake. that's why we're not stretching this it. Is- we could whip some. We could whip some sugar into it, and that's basically cheesecake. We'll bake it under a thing. Anyway, Fensline needs more staff so we can have a beer dinner so we can prove James wrong and we put Thank cream you. cheese on everything. Okay. Cream cheese Fine. beer dinner. Cream cheese beer dinner. Can we call it cream cheese beer dinner? Can you at least... I'm in. Okay. James I'm is in. cream cheese beer dinner. I can be critical, We could call but you, I'm still in. If you design it, we can call you Chef James, brand it that way, and uh, we can... We're stepping on Lewis' toes at that point. <laughs> I can't fair. be Chef James. Um... King James. King James. Yeah, the young King. I was going to say, chef, chef James's beard dinner. Yeah, beard dinner? Beard oh, dinner, yeah. James Oof. Beard Award. James. 
We'll use some oil. Beard we'll squeeze. Dinner. We'll squeeze your beard out into no. it and have that be the no. oil and the thing. We can't. We could. That's a hard pass. That's that is not loop. happening at fence line. Uh, no, Rogue did flex. it. So I'll just put some in my beard. Oh no. <laughs> is it a is it a beard dinner or is it just beard dinner? <laughs> I just want cheesecake. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, I mean, I, who doesn't That's want all cheesecake? I want. I also like cheesecake. We open Thursday at five. Okay. I'm... Every Thursday at five, do your hours change seasonally? I wouldn't say seasonally. I try really, really, really hard not to change my hours because you always get pushback whenever you change mm-hmm. your hours, and mm-hmm. it's just hard. So I've, I've, even over the short time we've been open or closed ish during COVID, I've tried not to contract hours. However, um, August, we took out Wednesday. Um, we didn't have enough staff. So now we're just down to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I was finding I was cooking on the line in the kitchen three out of every five service days. Oh, my God. And that's not why I'm here. <clears throat> um, so it was like, maybe we should take out Wednesdays and see how that goes. So Yeah. Hopefully, if we can get some new folks in, um, we can re-expand the hours, mm-hmm. which I always prefer doing. Sure. Than contracting. So not ne- seasonal per se, but. Sure. Any listeners out there, you're looking for a part-time job, full-time job? You're looking for a job? Are you looking for a job? Hit up Susan. I got a job for you. I'm a delight to work for. I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's cheesecakes on the weekend. Right. She's also there's cheesecakes available. I mean, I, I know this from a non this conversation point. She's a great teammate and a supporter for feather bowling. And if that translates yeah. to anything else, ah. it translates into everything. Feather bowling. I want to bring. Partner. I want to bring feather bowling to Huxley. Bring I, feather I bowling make this to Huxley. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is feather bowling? Google it. It's it there's three types of bowling. There's feather bowling. There's traditional bowling. And there's the English the, style, whatever that one bowling yard pin bo- yard bowling. Duck pin. Yeah. Duck pin bowling. Yeah. Feather bowling is awesome. You're throwing cheese wheels essentially. <laughs> and trying to get to land it close to a feather. It's also yeah, like curling it's too. It's amazing. It's amazing. Shout out to Pyers. Prize. Prize. Prize brewing. Prize brewing in Minnesota. That's what I good Pilsner too. And some good IPA. They did. They They're did. just good peeps. Yeah. Also good times. Very good times. Yeah. Good food, too. Wood-fired pizza. Probably not as good as this pizza made with actual stuff from here. True story. I guess, do you did you have the pizza there? Because then you can be like, yes, absolutely. I mean, what am I going to say? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could say yes. Yours is way better. It's okay to be confident. I can also say my beer is better. That's right. Now I went from being nice to these people to being mean. You come oh, down and try it. Oh wow. We're never we're Price? never gonna get an interview up Price. there. Come, no, come down here. Okay. We can Wow, you heard it. Jack Wilson from <laughs> Flakes Brew House said that. I do not condone that opinion. I said come down and have it. I just I, you know. Hey. You have to have conf one of the things you have to have as a head brewer is confidence. Oh, I have a dumb ego, but I kinda I try to keep it in check. For the podcast, <laughs> you talk to me outside if of I, this, if, and I'm insufferable. If I have to call out a, pe- a a brewery that probably won't listen to this, that I would love to come down and try my beer so we could hang out because they seem like cool guys, they'll call them out. Absolutely, all right, might as well. All right, we will not tag them on social media. 
I'll tag you on my own personal one and say, oh, I damn. just challenge you to a, comp- a competition. We'll go try the Susan's opposite pizza. of a collab. Is this like a, <laughs> a chill sesh? What, like, what are you talking about? You're the one calling them out. You're being antagonistic, but I, I love the energy. Jack. If he gets them down here so we can hang out with them and build a relationship yeah. and come try the pizza here and the beers here, then it's a win win. Sure. All right. And I can I, be the bad I, guy. You guys can make me the bad guy. They come down. The and heel. Like, yeah. Yeah. Someone's I'm clearly the face. Well, if honestly, if the anyone, face for radio, the f- <laughs> definitely the face what, for radio. Is that what we're talking about here? The I'm mean, like in wrestling terms. The face of a podcast. The face of a podcast is, is the guest. <laughs> so it's definitely Susan tonight. If anyone of the two of us, it's then Nathan, and then you, and then me. Jeez. Oh, okay. That took a turn. Well, on heel that turn. note, a heel turn. Yeah, there we go. On that note, yeah, Susan. Where can we find Fenceline and you or just Fenceline? You know, whatever you're comfortable with. Mostly. What's your social security code? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if we were in college together, that would be posted on like that was our our um, uh, ID number was our social security. <laughs> no number. way. I'm that old. I'm that old. Like they would post <clears throat> test scores on your social security. Not number. the whole number, though, right? Yes. You went to college before identity fraud. Yes, I did. I'm that Whoa. old. Anyway, um, <laughs> mostly fence line can be bought in house. Um, we are slowly starting distribution. Mm. Um, we are on tap at Flight Bar and Grill in Huxley on 69. We are usually on tap at Nighthawk in Slater, Flat Tire in Slater. Um, we need to get back on at Uptown. We were there briefly, Uptown Garage in Ankeny. Um, and we had our seltzer on at Fire Trucker, which was a oh, nice. pretty cool thing for us. Um, when we moved to Iowa, we moved into Ankeny mm-hmm. and Fire Trucker was our, our home base. We, um, we were there when they opened and kind of like saw them come up. And that, that was one of those breweries for us as consumers that was like, this is really cool. Like this is such a cool space. They're doing really neat things like beer is art and you know, the whole Mm -hmm. nine, like it, it was, it was one of those places that was like, maybe we could do something too. And so when we got the seltzer on at fire trucker, it was like, Oh my God, it's really cool. I really like this. So, but in addition to your beer, social media wise though, Ah, sorry. Where can we find you? I misunderstood the question. No, that's no, that's, 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 part of that's part of the question. That's where um, I can find your beer. All of the handles are fence line beer. Okay. So, yep. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our website is fenceline.beer. Oh. Um, and I post the food specials usually Monday or Tuesday. I didn't mm-hmm. do it today yet, so I will post it tomorrow. What? I guess it doesn't matter, but I want to know what it is for this weekend. I actually haven't looked at the full description. I got the text from Chef earlier, but we are having a burger. We don't do burgers all the time, but when we do, they're fantastic and amazing. Smash burgers? Nope. Full-on half-pound Angus, 100% Angus beef mm. burgers. Um, hearty. Yes, hearty. But I don't know. I don't know what the the style is because I didn't read the full text yet. Y'all, they TBD. Had, they had lobster tuned. mac and cheese yeah. the week previous to this conversation. Yes, you got to get here and have these weekend specials. Yes, sir. So we can have lobster mac and cheese again. Pair it with delicious beers. Yes, lobster cream ale. 
Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. Don't do that. If you ever have a beer that gets real diacetyl heavy, <laughs> just throw a bunch of we're, lobster we're in there. We're trying to it's say like goodbye there, like it's buttered lobster. <laughs> guys, we're in a buttered lobster talk. I mean, there are oyster stouts. <laughs> oyster so. stouts are good, though. Yeah. You're right. That's on my, that's on my long list. It's not on my short list. It's, it's definitely not on my, my short list it's, either. It's on my Cheesecake beer dinner first. Sure. Then oyster stout. That's fair. I'll allow it. But we know where to find you now. This has been the Vorloff Hour, supported by, created by, and funded by, and funded by the Iowa Brewers Guild. It's because of listeners like you that we continue to do this. It's almost like PBS. Yeah. But Public- not quite as. Yeah. But here we are. We get to do these fun things. We get to talk to Susan tonight. Awesome. We get to talk to all kinds of people. We get to talk to ourselves every other week. That's true. That's what makes it easy. And thank you so much. You can follow the Vorloff Hour at the Vorloff Hour on probably most social medias. We are locked out of our Twitter at the moment. Do not come at us at that. But definitely come at to us at the Facebook and the Instagram. You can also find us on emails, thevorloffhour at gmail.com. That's definitely where I would probably message me if I were you. So do that. Ask us questions, comments, concerns, you know, whatever. Rate five stars. Rate five stars. Send us questions in for the Morloff Hour. Yeah, send us questions in for the Morloff Hour. What are you doing? You're, You're listening, but you ain't. Asking? I need to take you from a come on a listener to a comment lever. Yeah, what are what are what do you what are you some kind of passive listener? Come on, engage. Don't make me be the teacher that calls out on you because you don't raise your hand. (laughs) (laughs) I held it as long as I could. This is aggressive. It's so aggressive. (laughs) Come on, you audience. Shut up, audience. Wait, don't shut up. With that said, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Vorloff Hour. And we'll see you next month. This has been a production of the Vorloff Hour, the official podcast of the Iowa Brewers Guild. Special thanks to Andrew Hoyt for the intro music and Balanced Scale Media, LLC, for our sponsor segments and outro music. Find the Vorloff Hour wherever podcasts are found. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram.